my entire life, it's been the Berenstain Bears, spelled with a E-I-N, not, not S-T-A-I-N, like stain. What is that? Look it up, look at it. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm your other host, Harrison. Harrison. Hmm. Gotta say, I'm uh, quite impressed with your gusto about applying uh, or registering for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, yes. I totally thought mm. that was a joke. What was a joke? That we were going to do that. No, I, 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 uh, I, got, I got swept up. That you you Seriously, that yeah. you were in the zone. I, I yeah. haven't seen you this obsessed with something since, I don't know, like Small Wonder or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Like I've, you're, you're in it. Yeah. You're in it to win it, to register Sick and Wrong for doing a live show at the Fringe Festival. Well, I've gotten some help from people who gave me some guidance, but my God, this is, they don't make it easy, this fucking thing. There's yeah. like festivals within the festival that you have to apply to to get a venue before you can even apply to the festival. Have you ever been to it? No. Yeah, neither have yeah. I. I mean, I've heard mm. about it. Mm. I just, you know, I didn't know if it was like, you know, like a big thing. They got a lot of international comics or if it was just like, a, you know, Northern England and Scottish people that go to it. But it, it sounds like, the, you know, there's the, the, the festival and there's like the free festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of things going on during yeah. the month of August in Edinburgh. It's supposed to be a lot of good, really good for fucking having a good time and uh, exposure, apparently. So, yeah. Well, I, I, mm. what happened? It was like last week we were doing a Patreon call. Yeah, and some listener mentioned the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and so I was like, "Yeah, is this, that where we got this idea?" I think so. And I, okay. I was like, "That that would be funny. We should totally yeah. do that." I said it as a joke. Next yeah. thing you know, Harrison's already like made out this registration. He, he like, like filled out this uh, application and it had to describe the show. Listen to this colorful prose. <laughs> Listen to this. Um, here's the synopsis. Sick and Wrong is a hilarious melange of cynical observations, musings on depravity, and unrestrained self-deprecation. We specialize in the comedy of the pathetic. We don't just whistle past the graveyard. We whistle while strapped to the hood of a homicidal clown's ice cream truck. That's a very impressive uh, uh, piece right there. Gotta say. Gotta say. Very descriptive. And uh, very colorful. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, um, you know. Homicidal hey. Clown's ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just been, yeah. been like, they like to play our show to torture prisoners in, uh, in Australia. Because that's kind of what they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to, I had to you know, write up some new stuff because I couldn't really go by like what it says on the SoundCloud. Because it's like, I don't even know what it says. Join D. Simon and Lance Wackerly as they hilariously lampoon George W. Bush in his new Iraq (laughs) war or whatever, you know? You know, I haven't updated that in a long time. Yeah. I I think I updated our actual site, though. I don't know if I did SoundCloud. Yeah. I think think so. 
I mean, maybe I did. I don't know. But yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Mm. But anyway, I was saying, I was I was reading through it. You sent me the application. I was like, wow, man, he should really hit the nail on the head here. Describe this show perfectly. Yeah, we might even do more than one performance. I so, don't know. How, so what's the deal? How does yeah. it work? You you apply to these different production companies and they set you up with different shows? Like, different I, don't, venues, I don't understand it. Yeah, there's like festivals within the festival. How do you know which venue is like... You don't. The, the, the cool I did, spot. I do research. I did some research. Are you just going by names? I'm just, I'm just going by location, uh, what, the, 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 what the space looks like, how many capacity, whether there's like a TV maybe, you know, something we can use. Well, you like put that. that poll up on Facebook yeah. and it seemed to be uh, 90 well people received. Yeah, like 90 people said they would go. Yeah. I'd be really amazed if 90 people actually yeah, showed up for that. that. But you never know. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. It's like a train right away. Yeah. You know, I think we could probably say maybe half those people would. But still, that's a pretty you know, sizable audience. It's pretty, and then uh, maybe there's another 20 people who don't know about us, who just hear about it through, through the festival. That might so come in, yeah. Know, so if we do one performance, I, we could probably get at least 60 people to show up. And that's the thing. We're not, we're not just going to do like a live taping of the podcast. We're actually doing a live show. Yeah. So, I mean, the plan is... You know, we'll do our regular shtick, maybe do a couple of stories, but then we actually have like a, you know, like a crowd working kind of thing. Yeah, that'll, that'll be the phone call section. Interactivity with uh -huh. the audience. Oh, yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a fun time. I think it'd be mm -hmm. kind of cool just to hang out with the fans and uh, yeah. get drunk Graham in Scotland. Graham from Glasgow is going to help us out. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. You know, so, big shout out yeah. to Graham, actually, yeah. being very helpful with this. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I got to say, I was really surprised because when, when we mentioned it, I thought it was just kind of like a joke. I thought it was funny. And then this week, Harrison's like calling me up on the phone. He filled out this whole application. He's registered this thing. He's like, no, he is serious. He's fucking, he fucking means business yeah. with this. He's going to make it happen. So I guess we'll find out probably in the next couple weeks because the registration's deadlines like end of March. Yeah, because you have to get, you have to have a venue contract before you can actually register with the fucking Fringe Festival itself. So okay, hopefully so they'll get back to us before fucking that deadline. So we'll find out. Mm. And uh, yeah, we might actually do multiple shows. So mm. if you can't get into one, you might be able to get into the other. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep we'll keep you posted about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it might, it might actually happen. I'm, I'm very surprised. We toyed um, with this idea of doing a live version of the show for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we have. Mm. In fact, have we actually ever performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Mm, we might have yeah. in a different reality. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very. Possible. <laughs> in fact, some yeah. listeners might actually think we did perform there eight years ago mm -hmm. when the podcast started. Right? Can I verify that? I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, I, I I I can't say for sure if we did or if we didn't. Especially now, eight years ago is a long time ago, and maybe in some people's minds, we it did happen. So if it's if it's a memory. That actually someone believes in, is it true? Or is it a false memory? That's a good question. That's a good or, question. You know, are, are our consciousnesses, consciousnesses shifting between realities? And, and that could be. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about, people, here is the, uh, the Mandela effect. Oh, yeah. The Mandela effect. So we might actually have listeners out there who do think, who really do believe that they saw Sick and Wrong at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Festival in like 2007. Yeah. Were we there? I don't think so. But in their in their minds, we were. So maybe in that reality that they exist in, that actually happened. Yeah. Uh, Mandela effect is an interesting thing. I, I you know it's they they call the phenomenon confabulation. Yeah. 
It's uh, it's a term that's used clinically to refer to memory defects experienced by patients with brain damage, and also describe everyday phenomena like embellishing the truth when recounting events and inventing facts on the fly to fill in gaps of, of in memory. They also there's also a term for it called mass memory discrepancy effect. Yeah, yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. it's fabricated recollections of the past. Um, recently, one of the yeah. most recent uh, 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 examples here of the Mandela effect is the death of Billy Graham. Yeah, the evangelical pastor. He actually died February twenty first, two thousand eighteen. Not even that long ago, in his home in uh, in North Carolina, at the age of ninety nine. I can't yeah. believe Billy Graham lived to be ninety nine, but people claimed that he actually died in 2009 or even earlier like people say he died like the end of the 90s just like mandela that's why they call it the mandela just effect. like nelson mandela mm-hmm. like that people say nelson mandela died in like the 80s yeah in you prison. know in prison mm-hmm. uh when he was in prison africa i never understood that though because well i guess you know i lived in africa so i knew about that you know i was you know, but, but i imagine like if you know you're american you probably didn't even know he vaguely knew who Nelson Mandela was. So I could see people thinking like, oh yeah, you know, he, he died back in the eighties and believing it cause they never really verified it. Mm. Um, but I mean the, with the Billy Graham thing though, Billy Graham had a big deal when he retired. He died from bulimia. Billy Graham. Nelson Mandela? No, I don't know what he died from. Okay. <laughs> Did he die from bulimia? Is that what you said? No. I oh. could see people believing that he might have died in the 80s. Oh, okay, okay. Um, All right. Actually, I'm not sure. Did he just die? What did he die? Cancer or something? I think I'm, my memory is altered of what you just said. There's two different realities. <laughs> One of them you so said the reality bulimia. from 10 seconds ago, yeah, yeah. Um, in your mind, mm-hmm. might be the correct uh, reality. Yeah. Um, but no, what actually I did say was that uh, people believe that he died in the eighties because they don't really know and they didn't follow it up. And so when you sit, when some someone says something like that to you, you're like, "Sure, mm. I believe it. Sounds logical, <laughs> you know." But actually, he died, I think, like two thousand. You know, I got first introduced to this to this concept when I was watching Orange Is the New Black, and the actress uh, Natasha Lyonne is in it, and I'm like, she looks familiar. And then I look it up online, it says Natasha Lyonne, and I'm like. It can't be her. She died in 2002 from like an overdose. And I swear to Christ, and there are other people on the internet that believe this too, that she died in the early aughts. Where did you, where would you have seen this? I don't know. I just remember her dying. Like I remember reading about it when it happened. (laughs) You just fabricated the whole thing. Other people did too, apparently, because it's other people are talking about it. That's the whole thing with these things. If multiple people have the same memories. Well, so there's the, there's the ones mm. like, you know, the Mandela effect. And then there's, there, I mean, Harrison did some research and he's found like some hilarious examples. I think one of the most famous examples is the Berenstain Bears. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so that, that's a very famous one. Uh, but there's a lot of different examples of the Mandela effect. And some conspiracy theorists are fanatical about this oh, and yeah. get really upset. But so what, what's the deal with the Berenstain Bears? Yeah, look, when, uh, you know, there were children's books about a fucking family of stupid bears, you know? I never liked those. And, I never liked those books. Yeah, kids. I didn't either. But I remember it being Berenstein Bears, S-T-E-I-N. So they're Jewish bears. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it's Berenstein Bears, and it's always been Berenstein Bears, according to everything. Which is ridiculous, because what the fuck kind of surname is Berenstein? I don't know. Like, Berenstein makes sense. Yeah. You know, but Berenstein... And- and that's one of the most striking ones because that's just like you know, goddamn. But but so what, what, did this just come out like like how did people call attention to that? Like where all of a sudden did they come up like no, it's uh, it's Berenstain because was this something recent that someone like the the truth 
of the the name of the show or the name of the uh, the, the the children's book series. Came there was out. like a blog post about it. Um, and somebody's then everyone's like, no, it's Berenstein. Like you know, posited did, and then it led somebody to do all these weird equations about like alternate realities and parallel universes and stuff like that. Um, and that's that's how that got drawn in. But there's there's you know so many of these things like the Star Wars one. Yeah, that now yeah. this is really funny. Yeah, I you know. Honestly, I mean, I've seen that. I've seen Empire Strikes Back. I don't know how many times, but I never really put much thought into it. But listen to this. So Harrison has a clip here of this guy who's, I mean, I mean, he's hundred percent sure that yeah. Darth Vader says this line. But uh, but, but anyway, let's play it. Here's a clip from us. What the fuck? No, no, no. No, no, he says, he says, Luke, I am your father, okay? I've seen this movie five, six hundred times, okay? He says, Luke, I am your father, all right? And it's not magic mirror on the wall, it's mirror, mirror on the wall. What the hell's going on? It's Mandela effect. Wake the fuck up, okay? And there's sundry videos like this on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, there's so many. I got into the rabbit hole. God, there's the, the best ones are this woman... She has just like um, like angry testimonials of people talking about it, and then she has a thing where people call her about renting a room, like she has an ad, she has a room for rent, and people call her, and she just tries to sell them on the Mandela effect and talks to them about it and puts it up on YouTube, and she calls anyone who disagrees with her, she calls them NPCs or zombies. NPC, or, what does that mean? And accuses them of taking character? the blue pill, your non-player character. Oh, yeah, hmm. it's a thing. And taking the blue pill because you don't yeah. believe in this. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're not. You know, they're zombies. They're NPCs. They don't matter. But you, you know, to be, to be honest, I, I put more stock in in a blog on the internet than I do someone's personal recollections of the past. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm just judging by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I smoke a little bit of weed here and there, but I barely even remember what happened two weeks ago. You know, I can't even remember the stories we did last week. So what? How do you expect this guy to know? the exact line Darth Vader says in The Empire Strikes Back. Well, it's one of those things that it seems like most people would probably say, oh, yeah, he says Luke, well, I plausible. am And then there's also, like, you know, clips of, of uh, James Earl Jones talking about how that's the line, you know. Um, but again, that's, you know, like, a, a lot of these things, a lot of the, the things that are cited are just, like, weird misspellings. Like, Bairdstein. you know, it used to be Bairdstein. sex in the city, and now it's called sex and the city. You know? No, it's sex in the city. It's isn't it? Is that what sex it was? Sex and the city. It, it's been sex and the city. That's the actual yeah, but correct are title. Claiming it used to be sex in the city, and then see, I'm falling for this one. The memory shifted, and now it's sex and the city. Yeah. So, so okay. Now here's a the one of the dumbest ones is the the Flintstones versus the Flintstones. The what? Flintstones versus the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, because it's the Flintstones with a T. Right. Well, yeah, that which makes sense. Yeah, but no, there's there are all these people who claim it's the Flintstones, F L I N, stones. But that doesn't even make sense. They're cavemen, so they use flints to to make fire. Flintstones. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that, that one is ridiculous. Yeah, like one guy says, uh, you know, apparently it has changed twice. So for many people, it started with the Flintstones, then changed to Flintstones, and that was their Mandela effect. Now it has changed again within the space of months from Flintstones back to Flintstones, creating a double effect on the same word, which up until today, I have not seen before. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> or is it not? I'm not sure. Yeah. 
So uh, what what is the deal then with the Mandela effect, and why do these people do they do they feel like the Mandela effect is real, yes. or is it something that's thwarting them? Uh, Mona Lisa, for instance, her smile. Um, now she's smiling, but it used to not be that way. She used to just have a blank expression. And then all of a sudden it changed it to changed. a smile. Who yeah. changed it? Well, here's, here's what most people believe. That uh, this CERN, the uh, Council of European Nuclear Research, they have a large hadron collider that they turned on in 2008. That's when this started happening. Wait, that's, so wait they, they claim the Mandela effect started in 2008. Yeah. That's where the, the, the term came from. And that's when the alternate realities... That's when the, sh- the shit started to happen. Started shifting? Become, yeah, when, when uh, reality started shifting because of this uh, particle accelerator, Hadron Collider thing. <laughs> yeah. So what about the scientists who work there? Have they heard this theory? What do they say about it? Um, I don't know what they've said about it, but they, do, they, they did do a video of, of them dancing around to the Farrell's Happy... And then I saw a video of a guy claiming that um, this is because they're uh, they're mathematical magicians, and this is part of some like sodomite conspiracy, and uh, you know they they know exactly what they're doing, and they're they're singing and dancing to distract us from the truth, ah. which is that they fucked up. Apparently, we're all supposed to die in 2012 in the Mayan apocalypse and the Christian apocalypse as well. Um, like the apocalypse was supposed to happen and it got diverted because we're shifted into another reality. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, 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 it, that is interesting. Right. So these people claim like prior to 2008, you know, we are in this one reality, everything. So prior to 2008, everything existed how it should be. And then after the Hadron Collider started operating and functioning, then the Mona Lisa started smiling, and yeah. then uh, they changed the line from uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. That, that's what these people believe. Yeah, and sometimes I've seen some people say, like, you know, Donald Trump was never supposed to be president. That got changed. Um, and also, like, when Donald Trump and certain people say that they saw Muslims cheering and celebrating after 9-11, that was actually from an alternate reality. So did 9-11 actually happen in these people's minds? Because that was prior to 2008. I, I haven't. I have yet to see anything about that. All right, tell me, tell me some other examples here. All right. So um, uh, a lot of people remember that the comedian Sinbad starred in a f- film about a genie called Shazam. <laughs> and in fact, he never did. But Shaquille O'Neal did star in a film about a genie called Kazam. So, so they're basically they're just uh, conflating uh, Shaquille O'Neal with uh, Sinbad. Yeah. Um, whatever happened to Sinbad, by the way? Uh, I don't know, but I saw him. He was tweeting about it. He was like, one time I he he addressed it in on Twitter, and he's like, well, one time I did wear a, a weird turban uh, because I was hosting uh, I was hosting a series of Sinbad films one <laughs> afternoon in the eighties or in the nineties. I wonder who had the misfortune of having to go to that. I know a right? series of Sinbad films. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, no, like Sinbad the Sailor. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought like you meant the old, Sinbad, the no. entertainer. Yeah, no, no, no. Sinbad, no. Those old movies about the oh, sailor. Oh, the old Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all and right, they just, all right. They were like, hey, let's get Sinbad to host it. That's funny. Sinbad you know? hosting yeah. Sinbad, this, the seven, or the Voyages of the Seven Seas or whatever yeah. is uh-huh. what it was. Wow. Yeah. Looney Tunes. T-U-N-E-S. A lot of people say it used to be T-O-O-N-S. Hmm. Okay. Uh one guy even said that Seinfeld is actually spelled S-I-E-N-F-E-L-D. See, that doesn't even make any no, sense. No, it doesn't. 
Uh, Fruit Loops are now Fruit Loops with two O's. Used to be F R U I T. Oh wait, okay. it was. I thought it was always fruit. F R O O T. Yeah, it always has. Yeah, been. It okay, is. all right. We're just right. insane. Okay, right. people are just nuts. Um, the Lindbergh baby. We know, you know, the Lindbergh baby was found dead, and uh, Richard Hauptman was executed for the crime. Um, in this alternate reality that a lot of people remember, the Lindbergh baby was never found. They never found the baby. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's so many of these goddamn things. It's crazy. Some of them are a lot funnier and just more preposterous than others. Yeah. But some of them, like the Lindbergh one, mm. yeah, I don't know enough mm. about it to really refute it. Yeah. I would kind of be like, okay, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that makes sense to me. The convertible Ken- Kennedy was killed in, um, it's, uh, six people are in the car in the current memory, but it used to just be only four people. Were yeah. In the car. You know, that's one. Six people. Yeah. Who are the other two? I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter who no, they are. No, but that's are. what I'm saying. It's it like they're saying matter. six. It's like there's actually a film that documents that there are four. Okay. Is there a film? Yeah, there's a Pruder film. Haven't you seen that? No, I never saw that. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese or Chuck E. Cheeses, you know? Chuck E. Cheese or Chuck E. Cheeses. Yeah. And then there's a, <laughs> the, the biblical quote. Um... The lion and the lamb will lie down together. That's what it used to be in Isaiah eleven six. Now it's the wolf and lamb will lie down together. What blows my mind about it is how passionate these people are about this false memory. Oh, yeah. They're nuts about it. And then they go to the point where they're like recording YouTube videos trying to prove that this actually happened. Like the, that guy with the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, watch the movie. D- does he really think like Lucas went in got James Earl Jones and actually changed the line in the movie? No, he said that like the the memories the the memories people have of other realities are actually residue from from the shift. Um like the, you know, it's residue. And and a lot of people are like, "Look, I found one instance where it's actually the Flintstones without a T." And it's like, "Yeah, this cuz they misspelled it on the fucking TV guide that week, you know?" <laughs> but people will point to evidence in these things, which is weird because if it's changed, then it's changed. You know, hmm. the only so, residue so, should be in your memory. So they're going on, so these YouTube videos. So what, what did you do? What started you on this Mandela effect? It path? was the Natasha Leon thing. So you saw the Natasha, or you, you, you saw that she was on Orange is New Black and then you're yeah. like, no, she's dead. And then yeah. started looking into it. Yeah. How many hours or days or weeks did you spend looking into the Mandela effect? I spent so much time. Man. <laughs> I've watched so many videos, you know, I'm wow. not, I, I, you know, I, I, I got to, Man, I, I fucking vomited up my blue pill. And I took my red pill, and I, I'm no longer an NPC, you know? I'm see, not one of these NPC, these backgrounders anymore, you know what I mean? See, people? Meth. Not even once, all right? That's what happens. When, you don't, when you're unemployed and you've done meth for a certain period of time, this is what happens. We were all supposed to die in 2012. <laughs> we were all supposed to fucking die. You know what I mean? It's it's Captain Crunch. It used to be Captain Crunch, people. You know, I, what I just don't it's get crazy. about it. It's these. It's so easy to disprove what these people are claiming because mm. there's documented evidence that it. I mean, you could watch the movie Empire Strikes Back where it says the line. How can you argue with that? Because that's the thing that shifted in reality. It used to be a different way. And we just remember the memories we have of the other reality is just the, the res- residue. But, but you could that. say that about anything. 
Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that was an alternate reality mm-hmm. and time shifted. Well, I mean, there's a reason that most of these things are just stupid misspellings, you know? <laughs> like it used to be Bud Light with a T-E and now it's Bud Light with a G-H-T, you know? <laughs> like most of these are just idiotic, stupid things, right? It's just insane that there's a Mandela Effect research community yeah. that people are like actively involved in. <laughs> I, I wonder how many of our listeners actually are, in, are into that. I, I, w- I would hope a lot. I would hope, yeah, I would hope a good percentage. So, it's interesting the the concept of false memory though is kind of interesting. I was reading an article about did you ever did you ever hear about that case that happened in Texas where there there's a strip club with these parents took their kids and made them dance like as strippers for an audience of like adults in Texas, and it was like a swingers club that they would go. And they would watch these kids strip. Did you ever hear about that? No. What? This is like maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. They were 10 years ago. And so what, it, what ended up happening, it turned out, and there, there's been articles about it. This woman who adopted these kids. So these kids mm. um, were adopted by this woman. And this woman implanted these false memories in these kids. Basically, like, got them to believe that they were dancing as strippers in this, uh, in, in this swinger sex club. Their parents were all sent to prison over this. Mm. And it was like, and it came out years later that actually it was never even happened. Mm. Like, it was proven that it never even happened. But that's the thing with the power of false memory and suggestion. It's like you could say something to, these, to somebody and then they, you know, as, as more people believe it or, or other people don't even try to to argue with it with what happened then it's like it becomes reality for i think you. that's why the legal system no longer um uh no longer accepts uh recovered memories as evidence or, or you know let's hope to god they don't yeah so. well and, and that's the thing i mean it's i think it's just w- with this i mean it's kind of harmless when you believe in like empire strikes back but when it comes to like you know having this like implanted memory i guess a false memory that that you that you begin to believe in and it's a child is so susceptible to that sure. where it's like you're implicating your parents in like a pretty horrendous crime you know and they're being sent to prison for a long time that can actually damage people you know and, and i think that's what like with this mandela effect to me it's just it's just kind of ridiculous like you know people were saying like oh billy graham no he died in the 90s it's like no actually he did he just died you can look this up you can go to he just had an actual funeral so well, i don't know what type of reality you you believe you live in well a lot of people would also say that the jewish god jehovah is ridiculous you know it is okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah so uh have you like taken this in the next level try to like get involved with any kind of mandela effect community blogs or anything like that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna actually start talking to the woman who um who who yells at people when she calls them about an apartment about renting an apartment <laughs> and she yells at them about the mandela effect um, can we get her on the show yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that there's a lot of interesting people Oh, there's a lot of interesting people. I mean, maybe yeah. we should look into this a bit further. I wouldn't mind actually having somebody who really seriously believes that, you know, in one of these Mandela effect theories. Oh, yeah. And then we can we can discuss about the, the alternate reality because I am incredibly skeptical of this. Because I'd been looking at a lot of the stuff, like just a lot of what the things were. It wasn't until the last week when I actually started doing a little more specific research for the show that I found out the theory of, like, I just thought it was general, like, yeah, there are alternate realities. I didn't know about the actual specific 
Large Hadron Collider at the uh, CERN. Well, I find it interesting. Do all of these people who have who have theories on this tie it back to that? A lot of them do. So, so the conspiracy is involving the Hadron Collider. Pretty much, most of them. Most of them have uh, affiliated with that. So, I mean, it seems like it's a you know, it's plausible that could be, you know, distorting people's. Uh, it makes sense. Sense of uh, mm-hmm. reality. Story, I guess I can see story that. checks out. Well, there you go, people. Uh-huh. What reality are you living in? Yeah. Let's, are you an NPC? Are yeah. you Are you going to get real with me? Are you going to keep it real? <laughs> Let's get real. Keep it 100. Sick and wrong, keeping it real for everybody. Mm-hmm. Making you uh, eat the brown pills. Uh, this is episode 626 here at Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next, and we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here uh, involves a junior high school uh, biology teacher here doing a, a, a rather ghastly um, experiment. I don't even know if it's an experiment. Demonstration is probably what I should say. Idaho teacher under investigation after allegedly feeding a puppy to a snapping turtle. <laughs> a puppy. All right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. Like a puppy. You, you, you don't feed puppies to snapping turtles. You know, that the thing is, I'll get to this in a second here. It's people who are into reptiles. They are creepy, creepy people. Okay. They're, they're, they're weird people. People are into I've known quite a few in my, in my time, and I've never trusted. I've always kind of got like the... Uh, I'm always skeeved out by people who collect a lot of reptiles because they're not cool pets. Right. They're not friendly. They don't like to be touched. It's just weird that you would have something like that. Didn't you have a fucking iguana or some shit? I did. I hated it. I had mm. an iguana for two months. My roommate in college got, got two iguanas. And he was like, you want one? And I was like, sure. Mm. I, was too, I was so scared of that thing. Mm. Like, I, I remember the first day I got it, brought it, brought it back from, uh, I brought it back from Detroit, it's where uh, my roommate Chuck lived, and me and my friend uh, Jason uh, drove it back, and we were, we were smoking a ton of weed, and we got back home, and it was in a box, and I opened up the box, and uh, we just kind of took a look at it, and that iguana was just sitting there in the box, just staring up at us menacingly, mm. and I was like, well, what are you supposed to do? He's just like, just grab it, man, and so I reach in to grab it, and the thing starts hissing and running around, and yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, mm. and then he wouldn't get it, and so we ended up calling Big Jer, who likes lizards and, and stuff like that. Jer is like a non-creepy lizard guy, but anyway, he came down, and he was just like, oh, it's so cute, and he was like petting it, and we're like, just put it in the cage. Mm. And then, yeah, I ended up uh, giving it to Jerry like a couple months later. I, I'm, I'm not a lizard type of guy. Hmm. They're they're just weird. Is it still alive? No, it it died. How I long mean, did they live? Not that long. Oh, okay. But I think what what happened to that one though is uh, it like escaped and got out of his house and froze to death because it's Michigan. Oh, sure, yeah. So it didn't last mm. too long. But he got another one though that lasted for like I think like four years. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
An investigation is underway after an Idaho teacher allegedly fed a puppy to the class snapping turtle in a story that is all the makings of a childhood nightmare. <laughs> that would be traumatic. Could you imagine being in junior high and watching a snapping turtle just rip the head off of a little golden retriever puppy? Eh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a good learning experience. What, what are you learning? Sadism? You learn that life sucks. You know, it's not fair. And sometimes uh, snapping turtles are dangerous. You learn that. Well, no, of course, life snapping turtles all, are life dangerous. Life all puppies in science. Sometimes life is, you know. But give it a mouse. Give it something that's like lower on the food chain. That's fair. You know? That's fair. I don't know. Where do you get a puppy anyway? Well, the, it was a sick puppy, actually. Okay. So reportedly. Oh, so it's a mercy killing. Kind of, but you can okay. put the thing down. I mean, the and you don't have to see this. eat too, guys, you know? So, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, it, when I was in high school, and I don't know if they still do this anymore. I mean, God, we were in high school what, in the 90s. Um, but we dissected cats in my sophomore year in high school, which is, if you think about it now, that's kind of fucked up. I think they still do that. They still do. I wonder if they do that. I would imagine. I, I remember what, I left public school before I got the chance to do that. But I remember when, when that did happen, you gave, they gave you the option of, of declining to do it. And what could you do alternately? You just wrote a paper or something instead. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like... Because uh, if you want to go into science, biology, you, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be fucking killing animals all day. Yeah, I remember it was like in our class, it was like mm. biology two or advanced biology or something. Mm. And then like the weirdo teacher who kind of looked like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> was just like, yeah, he was like, get your cats. And you had to like rip their get skin off. Ah, oh, dude, it was gnarly. Um, but anyway, uh, I, yeah, I don't know if they do that anymore. I, I asked mm. my girlfriend about that who went to school in the 2000s. Mm. And she was saying, she was like, no, you can dissect a cat. She's like, you could dissect frogs. Four score and seven yeah. years ago, I made this cat's intestines into garter bags. <laughs> Robert Crossland, a science teacher at Preston Junior High School, is accused of the incident is currently under investigation for conducting the experiment after mm. school. Uh, law enforcement sources said that uh, Crossland fed a puppy to a snapping turtle in front of students. The puppy was alive, but reportedly sick when the incident occurred after school hours. Uh, some students witnessed the feeding, and administrators began uh, an investigation of the incident immediately after learning of a regrettable circumstance involving some of the biological specimens. You know, that's the thing that I don't understand, like this extracurricular sadism here. Why do they even have a snapping turtle? Are you allowed to have those? Aren't those wild animals? Are you allowed to have an alligator? Um, I think it varies. I think, like, I, my, but motherfuckers in Louisiana got alligators and shit. You know? Yeah, but I mean that's yeah. that's not legal. I mean they probably capture them or no, trap them legal. or something. I think you can. I, you there know, are I, legal I, farms. You can go take your kids to go see them. You know, it's yeah. fine. I don't but know I mean, wait, we, what is the experiment here? I don't understand. What is the experiment? I think it's will just a like, snapping oh, turtle eat a puppy? Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm wondering. It's yes. like yeah, it probably yeah. would. Yeah. Um, the school here, the uh, superintendent of the school said the event occurred well after students had been dismissed and was not part of any school-directed program. We emphasize that at no time was the safety of, of students or staff compromised. Mm -hmm. So that means this guy was talking about it in class. And it's like, hey, you know, after school gets out, like, you know, four o'clock, let's all come and hang out in the, uh, the, in the room mm -hmm. and watch a puppy be mutilated by a snapping turtle. You guys down? See, this is what happens when you get rid of bullies. 
There's no fighting after school, and now you got to watch animals fucking eat each other. Would you, you know? do, would you do that? Like if uh, you had a teacher that mm. was the mis- the hip uh, science teacher, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna feed this uh, little puppy to a snapping turtle after class. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be gnarly. You want you want to check it out? I would check it out. I would not check that out. Oh. I would be disgusted. I'd be like, "Why are you gonna do that? I'd probably I'd probably question it, but I'd still be curious. You don't mm. think you'd be traumatized by seeing that? I've seen all sorts of shit. You know, God, you're Jeffrey Dahmer. Sometimes you just gotta see things. You know what I mean? Not all things uh, traumatize you. You know, what I mean? think it's psychotic. I think it's Ser- pathological. That's what serial killers did. You know, that's that's what you should check out. Well, you here, should, you should check out the kids who are torturing animals. All right. F- first of all, you're talking about a kid saying, "Yeah, I'll go look at this," and a teacher who's actually doing it. Which that, I would question that if I was a, if I if it was my kid in high school and in junior high and my kid came home and was like hey guess what Mr. Crossland did today he fed a puppy to a snapping turtle in front of us snapped its head off blood everywhere it was awesome you would question what I would question that guy's ability to teach yeah but you're saying mentality. you're saying that the, just a kid agreeing to look at it makes him a serial killer well now I'm just you saying you never rented faces I, of death when you were no a I'm just saying Come I on. guess it's the degree of the kid's excitement and enthusiasm okay. like if the kid's like god I can't wait till he feeds a bigger puppy to the, to the and a kitten tomorrow like if he's really that excited about it I'd be like you know I'm questioning your mental fitness Billy I don't know have you met a 12 year old boy they're all sociopaths all of them I know, but... All I did was light shit on fire constantly. Yeah, but I didn't... You know, s- you know there, there are kids that lit shit on fire, like I mm. did. And then there are kids that stuck an M80 in a cat's asshole mm. and yeah, lit that on fire. Kids, yeah. That's the kid that, that worries me. Right. Um, Crossland's described as a popular teacher who has exotic <laughs> snakes and other animals and tanks around his classroom, according to students and parents who, who spoke with the news here. That's what I'm talking about. Was he the- a twisted sister or something <laughs> back in the day? <laughs> No, you're thinking okay. of D. Snyder. Oh. Um, but that, that's what I'm talking about. Weirdos. Why do you need to have exotic snakes and lizards and snapping turtles as pets? Identity. Identity. I don't know. You know, it makes me think of... Uh, Your carefully crafted identity. You know, it makes me think of uh, this... To, when I was in college, uh, my sophomore year, I lived with uh, a friend of mine, Christy. She was dating this weird... Snow, weirdo snake guy named Bob. He was like mm. a med student. And Bob lived in the apartment below us. And he had like fucking 10 tanks with all these different fucking weird creatures in them. Mm. And I remember one time he's upstairs and uh, he was a fucking weirdo anyway. I never liked that guy. He stuck his finger in my cat's asshole. Nah. And, uh, Why? Because he's just a dick and they thought okay. it was really funny. I almost, I seriously freaked out on the guy. Yeah. I almost kicked the shit out of him. Uh, but anyway. Um, he was like sitting there in the apartment and he was playing with this little mouse and he was like, you guys want to see me feed this to, uh, his bearded dragon hmm. and, uh, or some kind of lizard thing. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And so he's like playing with it and he takes it, he throws it in the tank and I, I really, you know, I'd never seen anything like that. So I was thinking this might be kind of cool. And that thing just like eviscerated this mouse. Hmm. I mean, it was gnarly. There's blood everywhere. It was ripped in half. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. He goes, check this out. And he had a piranha. Mm. He had a bowl of piranha. Just dropped a mouse in the piranha. And then the piranha tank. And the mouse is kind of swimming around. Ripped to pieces. Oh, that's dope. It ate half of it. Actually, I'd like to see that. Oh, dude. I've never seen piranhas do anything. It sounds amazing. I was just like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. You fucking weirdo. To me, that's like a... Where do you get piranhas? I have no idea. Mm. How do you Mm. buy one of those? Yeah, I don't know. Why do you even have it? Yeah. Fucking weirdo. 
That that guy, I don't know. Mm. He used to be one of those dudes too that would like want to put it on you, like put the snickers you knew mm. it'd freak you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never liked that guy. Um. Anyway, uh, students actually uh, really like this teacher. Uh, they say he's a cool teacher who really brought science to life. I love this class because he had turtles and snakes and other cool things. Yeah, he feeds puppies to them, kid. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. Uh, former students have said they recall Crossland feeding guinea pigs to snakes and snapping turtles during classroom demonstrations. Uh, the superintendent is not taking these accusations lightly. Um, you know, I hate guinea pigs and, and feeder mice and things like that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's the thing. I'm not that horrified by that. But if like my neighbor took like a little puppy or a little kitten and threw it in the piranha tank, wouldn't you have feelings about that? Yeah. I'd be upset about that. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how come you don't give a shit about a mouse? Right. No. It's weird. Well, mice are, you know, like, I, I don't know. I have a friend of mine who, uh, she's a neurologist or neuroscientist or something. Most of what she does is just cutting into my, mouse brains all day. I think it's easier to do that than, because mice are like stupid and they die in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? They die in like a year. Dogs and cats are fun and we like them. And half the know? time, like, doesn't the mother eat the, eat the baby mice? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've never killed a dog or a cat. I've killed a lot of mice in my day, you know? <laughs> so. A police report actually was filed by local animal activist, Jill Parrish, who I imagine uh, is an enemy of, uh, Robert Crossland. Uh, Jill says, what I have learned in the last four days is disgusting. It is sick. It is sick. Allowing children to watch an innocent baby puppy scream because it's being fed to an animal. That is violence. That is not okay. Meanwhile. How does she know it's innocent? She doesn't (laughs) know what crimes it could have, you know, what kind of collusion it might have been guilty of. It it pissed on the rug Mm. earlier that day. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing, too. Sure, they're saying that this baby was, or this puppy, baby, this puppy was sick and was going to uh, die anyway. Yeah. Um, But could you imagine the terror? The the puppy, I mean, a snapping turtle, it's not going to snap its head off in one snap. Right. I mean, I imagine there was some torture. I imagine there was some pain. I imagine you've heard a dog in pain scream. Uh, It probably wasn't. It probably was just... I don't know. Those things are huge. The jaws just boom, done. You know, done deal. I, I bet you there was that. I bet you the scream, the shriek. Mm. I bet you kids still have nightmares of that shriek. Sure, kids that watch. It. Yeah, but I think puppies make the same sound if you step on them by accident. I you know. know. I bet you it's even louder. Mm. I don't know. Uh, some parents are not even stressing the incident, which blows my mind because I would have freaked out. Um, the one 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 uh, parent says, if it was a deformed puppy that was going to die anyway. This is just the circle of life. Right. What kind of circle of life is it? It's in a fucking classroom. Well, she's not wrong, but again, what is the experiment here? What are you learning? There's nothing to learn. Well, that's what, that's what they're saying. It's circle. Yeah. This is what happens in the wild. You're not in the wild. You're yeah. taking a, a dog, a little puppy, and you're throwing it in a tank with a turtle. It can't run from the turtle. Like when you dissect a dead cat, you do learn some shit. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. Or, I mean, I guess you do. Things, you yeah. know? That's how you figure out anatomy. Or the digestive but system. you're not going to learn yeah. a goddamn thing from watching a turtle eat a dog, you know? Um, one of the other parents said, he's the best science teacher Preston Junior High has. He's probably <laughs> the only. Uh, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department is looking into the incident. They say, uh, we're investigating the facts and turning it over to the prosecutor. He's the one who will determine if the law has been broken. 
Meanwhile, Crossland, the teacher, has not been cited or charged and has not been placed on administrative leave. Mm. I, you know, I would have an issue with that. I would. I will never have kids, so it's just never going to happen to me. Uh, but if I did and that happened and my kid came home today and was like, hey, guess what I had to watch? I guess he didn't have to. He probably went in if it was an extracurricular thing. But even if I found out about that, I would say something to the superintendent. Mm. I'd be like, dude, what the hell's going on with your curriculum here? You know, I, I have a memory of a reality where you have twin daughters. <laughs> twin daughters? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> do I murder them in a weird hotel? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever. Forever, and ever. over and over again. Uh-huh. There's a lot of blood in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think I've seen that reality before. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? So, uh, this guy says his girlfriend stabbed him with a samurai sword, partly because he played too many video games. Wow, well, that one hits close to home. It does. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you did get stabbed with a samurai sword. Wasn't it like sam- a, nat- a Nazi dagger or something? Yeah, it was a Nazi dagger. Okay. It was yeah. an SS dagger. And it wasn't because um, of video games. It wasn't because of video games. Yeah. No. But she didn't like you playing video games, though, right? She wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. You know? She not, not many girlfriends like that. Yeah. No, they're, they're not. not you know, it's it's weird. In my relationship, I don't really play video games that much. Mm. I used to, but I kind of don't have, I don't know. I just don't want to, they're kind of beyond me now. They're beyond my skill level to really get into it. But my girlfriend's obsessed with video games. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, she, um, yeah, I, I always think that's funny. It, it is. It's, it's like she ends up dating. She ends up dating like the one guy that doesn't give a shit about video games. You know what I mean? It's usually the other mm. way around. But yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I mean, she, you know, she's into video games. I don't care. Mm. So uh, Alex Lavelle said his extensive video game playing made him lose his sex drive, leading his girlfriend to suspect him of infidelity and then mm. allegedly attack him with a sword as he slept. That's interesting. Do you, has that happened to you? Do you think? Do you think it's because you put the controller too close to your genitals? Oh, that must be it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the vibrating controller. Um, yeah, no, I don't think that's actually what this is. I think it's just that they were probably in a relationship for a while, and um, he was bored. His sex drive lessened as it happens in relationships. You has, know? has it happened to you where you were more interested in playing The Witcher than having sex with your girlfriend? Not The Witcher, but yeah, it has but, happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely happened. Mario Kart? Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Zelda? <laughs> Zelda? You know? I mean, forget it. I, I, I've yet to meet a woman on this earth that can compete with uh, Zelda Wind Waker, you know? Please. So, um, a Washington State man who survived the samurai sword attack that authorities say was carried out by his now ex-girlfriend as he was sleeping, told BuzzFeed News that his rigorous video game training left him with a lack of sex drive, which contributed to his former girlfriend's suspicions of infidelity. I wonder, so so what I, what it's, what's interesting about this is I wonder if he went, they went from like having sex three times a week to having sex like once every three weeks because he's playing video games all the time. It's very possible. I mean, which I guess then I could sort of rationalize how she would think this was infidelity. But it sounds to me that he was dating a psycho. Is she Latin? Um, Fiery Latina. Her last name is Javier. Well, yeah, see, there and, you go. Uh, she, looks, she, looks, she looks like she might be. Hmm. It's hard to tell, but she looks like she might be. Yeah. You know, I have a friend uh, that I used to work with who was dating a Latin girl. Hmm. She got so pissed he was playing video games, she took his uh, his... I think it was a PlayStation and threw it in the bathtub. 
Oof. Yeah. That'd be deal breaker for me. Would you be would you break it off right yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he kept dating her. I couldn't believe mm. it. I was just like, dude, she was Latin too. She was crazy. No, I've had friends of mine who date women who like destroy their property. And uh yeah. I, I remember Sleazy E was dating a girl who threw a cat at his face. Like she was so mad at him that she just picked up her cat or his cat, I think, and just threw it at his face. That's real weird. Yeah, it's That's pretty really weird. Bizarre. Yeah, I'd be a deal breaker too. <laughs> it killed my sex drive. I was training too hard. It exhausted me. I felt bad because she needed the affection. I just couldn't keep up. Alex Lavelle, 29, said of his video game training regimen leading up to the attack. What is his training regimen? I don't know. It makes it sound like he's training for the Olympics or some shit. <laughs> Although now esports, that's a thing, you know? With video games? Oh, yeah. What do you What do? You do? It's like it's like a in Korea. It's a televised fucking sport. God, the like sports Koreans play, are so advanced. They play StarCraft and shit, and they're like you know, and they like, compete against yeah. each other. There's a national league for Overwatch. Los Angeles has a team for Overwatch right now. You don't. But you got to be kidding me. No. And what did they go and compete against? They compete, yeah, against other cities' teams. Wow, it's a thing, man. That's that's crazy. People watch it's this. Insane. People, I I when when I actually had a job, um, one of my one of my, uh, I, I, uh, Red Bull was a client of mine, and they had a whole esports division, and I, I, esports. I helped them run all the online video shit for their their esports. And people just watch it. People watch them compete, and it's a whole. They had a whole uh, like giant room for the esports games. You know, it's it's crazy you say that because uh, so I live in Koreatown, you know, that's where, that's where I moved mm. to, and in K Town, I walked by like I was the other day. I was walking back from the bar. It was probably around like, man, I don't know, like maybe one thirty, mm. And I saw this like, it, and I thought it was a bar. Mm. And so I went upstairs to find out because there were a bunch of people like hanging out outside smoking. It's like a video game room. Oh, yeah. Like, they just, they're not, like nope, an old there's internet no drinks. Cafe, yeah. yeah, it's like an internet cafe. What were they but, playing? Were they playing StarCraft? You know, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what games they were playing. It was, yeah. it looked like something like that. But yeah. I mean, they were, it was packed. Yeah. There were all these like Korean dudes mm. and a couple chicks just all playing this. And I was like, this isn't a bar. What the? fuck is this this is bizarre real legends maybe yeah oh, dude yeah. really weird yeah they're serious man um where is it uh it was right down on vermont and it was mm. open late wow. i mean it was it said i i, I looked at the hours it was mm. open to like 4 a.m hmm. uh she thought i was having sex with other people lavelle said lavelle was found by police curled up in the bedroom in kamas I don't know what that means. Bleeding with multiple lacerations and life-threatening injuries in the middle of the night on March 3rd. His former girlfriend of two years. See, see that two years. Dating for two years, you know. Uh, Emily Javier, 30, allegedly attacked him with a samurai sword after discovering Tinder on his phone and red hair in his shower drain. Ooh. Javier, whose hair is dyed green, not red, has been charged with attempted murder. Her bail was set at $350,000. Well, that's suspicious, though, that he all, all of a sudden had Tinder on his phone. Yeah, that is, I mean, if he didn't have any girl before. Would be, yeah, any girl would be, uh, mm. you know, would be suspicious of that. I guess so, if he didn't have it before. Yeah, you know? yeah that's the thing. Although she seems mm, the type to, like, mm. can I see your phone? Have you, have, you, yeah. have you ever dated a girl that does that, wants oh, yeah. to look through your phone? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, uh, that's great. That's a deal breaker for me. It usually is for me. Or look but, through your search history on your computer. You just, sometimes you just go along with it. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, Says the guy who got stabbed uh, <laughs> with a Nazi dagger. Look, 
It's better than getting stabbed. <laughs> you know, you give it, you give your phone over. They look through it. You know, it's better. And then you don't get stabbed. And then you don't get stabbed. Or yeah, sometimes that's not healthy. Although sometimes you do get stabbed. <laughs> actually, even after the yeah. phone inspection. Uh huh. God. Yeah. Um, Javier. Well, if it doesn't turn up, if you, if you don't, you know, it's not all above board. If you don't pass with flying colors, <laughs> that's a stabbing. That's a stabbing. Javier's lawyer said she was a good individual who was working and held a full-time job for 12 years. So there you go with that. Um, according to court, court documents, Javier planned to kill Lavelle a few days after she bought a samurai sword at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so she went to Spencer's Gifts, yeah. bought this sword, and was like, I'm going to kill him. He had Tinder on his phone. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she didn't. She she wasn't going to fucking Hitori Hanzo to fucking forge a uh, you know a new sword. She was just going to the goddamn mall, going to fucking Brookstone or some shit to get a samurai sword. And then so, the thing is, it's not like she topic. caught him in the act. Yeah. I mean, if you see a picture of this guy, I don't think many girls are swiping uh, left on him. Put it that way. He's known as Biggie in the local gamer scene. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's an avid player of a game called Player Unknown's Battleground. Do you know that one? Which I've heard of, I've but I've never even seen it. I'm not even sure what it is. It's a ste- it's on Steam, so it's like a PC game. Hmm. So he's real serious, is what that means, essentially. Um Yeah, so Yeah, I don't really get that, the whole Steam thing and the Twitch thing. That at my work you see you see like uh, dudes sitting there watching other dudes play video games. I know we've talked about this on the show before, but it's, I still don't get it. You've, you've mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I don't get yeah. it. It doesn't uh, make any sense. Mm-hmm. It may, I guess it makes sense if the girl's like has huge tits and she's just like sexy and she's playing video games. I guess you could watch that, but I, I don't get why. Uh, I only watch videos if know. it's like I need to know how to do something. In a yeah, game. well, a tutorial yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? There's a guy who's got a mullet he wears glasses kind of like yours mm-hmm. and I, I forget his name but he's, he's like the, the executioner or something on that and he's huge mm. dude's made a whole career out of people watching him play games good for fucking him <laughs> you know uh, anyway so um, I was trying to kill him for cheating Javier allegedly told police that was my purpose she's, he, col- she's Colombian by the way oh okay that, that's mm. what I'm saying okay. yeah, yeah. yeah so that was my purpose. Give him a Colombian necktie. Mm-hmm. She he doesn't even need to have. She doesn't even need to catch him in the act, like Infogrante. She just wants to. She saw Tinder. That means death by samurai sword. And a red hair. And a red hair. Red hair. Uh, yeah. So, a court documents allege that Javier hid the sword and taped two knives to the side of her bed, to her side of the bed. And after Lavelle fell asleep, she hid his phone so he couldn't call for help. Wow. Yeah. Is she a cartel member or something? I guess. And also she told police, I was trying to kill him for cheating. That was my purpose. What the fuck are you stupid lady? (laughs) They don't care. Great alibi. Yeah. They don't care. They're just, they're just like, they act. There's no subterfuge at all. They just act and they're like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm killing you. And I'm, yeah, I tried to kill him. So what? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, using her own phone to illuminate her sleeping boyfriend in the dark. Javier then allegedly grabbed the knife and began swinging and stabbing at Lavelle. Man, I've been there. Let me tell you. God, while he's sleeping. Yeah, I wasn't sleeping, but... You Man, know, yeah. is this giving you horrible flashbacks? He's oh, shaking I, people. I, I, I get them all the time. You know? <laughs> Some PTSD going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, because let me tell you, man, when somebody's like coming at you with a knife 
and just like swipe it at you with a knife in your own house, you will not find anything to block that knife with. <laughs> like you're looking around and you're like, uh, 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 pillow, uh, towel, t-shirt. God damn it! Like you'll never, you won't, and you're not gonna find like a big book or something to block the knife. What with. did you use? Just your arms? Well, she was trying to stab you in the dick, right? Uh, well, she was just kind of swiping at me for a little while, but yeah, when she actually stabbed me, she was, she was aiming for my dick. <laughs> and then you blocked it with your uh, with your leg. Yeah. But then, did you roll over and grab like a table or something, or did you? What did you? How did you defend yourself? I didn't really. I mean, I, I tried to block with some shit, but again, I couldn't really find anything. God. Um, and then. Once she stabbed, you know what? She stabbed me, but then she was also just kind of beating me with a table leg. Oh wow! Okay, uh, that, that yeah. hurt more. That actually like was the, the the stabbing didn't really hurt until like two days later. The the getting beaten over the head with a table leg repeatedly until my head was bleeding. That that was that was really what did it for me. That, Let me that clarify was... one thing: you didn't ask her to do this. No, no. Okay, no. Because <laughs> right, no. you never know with you. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Could, this could be something that you asked her to do. Right. Yeah. Nope. All right, this wasn't role play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lavelle told BuzzFeed News via Facebook Messenger that he only survived thanks to Wing Chun, a form of martial arts he became obsessed with after watching the kung fu movie Ip Man. <laughs> so, everybody Wing Chun tonight. Yeah, right. All right. Kung Fu. I took some Wing Chun classes in Chinatown once. Is it kung fu? Is it like yeah, a... it's a type of kung fu. Wow, it involves like getting in real close and doing like these weird like uh, like real quick fist attacks. You know, hmm. um, I've been indirectly preparing myself for this night my whole life. Lavelle said. <laughs> so is this guy always dated insane psychotic chicks or something? Yeah, or maybe he's like you know sometimes when you play like a first person shooter, you can have different classes. You know, so you can be like, you could be like the machine gun guy, or you can be like the fucking, you know, uh, rocket launcher guy, or you can be the samurai sword guy, where you're doing melee, and you're like, you know, so maybe... I, I, I can see was, that, yeah, maybe it's like he's been planning this. Yeah, like, like so, he was, he's been training to fight the melee guys in this, in this game. So in Wing Chun, mm. do you like meditate? Do you think he foresaw this, like he predicted this happening? <laughs> I don't think that's part of Kung Fu, D. All right, well, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't, they meditate, they see shit. I don't know if clairvoyance is something <laughs> they teach you in Kung Fu, but um, I didn't freeze. The Wing Chun came out, he said. I was able to stand on a knee that was just almost chopped in half and a foot that was hanging on by a thread. Wow, she could really swing that summer. Did yeah. she sharp, get the sword sharpened? I didn't even think they were that sharp when you bought them from like Brookstone. Yeah, there's probably one of those knife sharpening carts at that mall, maybe. I, I guess this mm. woman sounds insane enough that she probably did sharpen this thing and was like slicing through cantaloupes. It's right, like, yeah. okay, I'm ready now. I could slice through this tin can and just as easily slice these tomatoes just afterwards. <laughs> uh, she hit me twice with the blunt end of the sword, Lavelle said. This was when God was with me. No other explanation other than God turned the blade and she only woke me up instead of cutting my neck open. Wow. Which, which would have ended the fight before it started. So she went for the decapitation. Uh-huh. Like right off the bat. Yeah. And, but she she swung the sword wrong. <laughs> I guess so. Well, well, you know what? Why not just stab him in the head like a walking dead, like how they kill zombies? I think with the, with the, with the samurai sword, you want to swing it. You think so? Yeah. Do you think you could stab through someone's skull like that? I think so. 
With a, okay. I, I, I mean, I guess so. the first inclination would be to swing force, it. But yeah. Why not just get a gun? I mean, it's not that hard to do. Yeah, it's not. You know, yeah, pretty easy to do. <laughs> yeah, no, you could be it's completely loud. mentally it ill. Zombies. Yeah. You know? Let's put a pillow over it. Okay. Yeah. You know? um, during the end of the attack, Lavelle said he grabbed Javier by the arms. As he looked her in the eyes, he said she still managed to grab his package. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he was looking, oh! grabbed her arms, and she still grabbed his nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Oh! She's yeah. a fighter. Mm-hmm. She tried to rip them off, he said. But I wasn't angry. I loved this girl. I never had any anger. It was just pure love for her and life itself. I pleaded with her, telling her I loved her, and she was killing me, Lavelle said. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, Mm -hmm. that's an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. By pleading with her, he said he was able to convince her to stop the attack and call 911, an act which saved his life and which he said has led him to forgive her. I ended, I ended up just telling her if she didn't call the cops, I was going to die. She started crying, ran out of the room, and saved my life. So, yes, I instantly forgave her. God, that guy's got some empathy here. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, I would never. I would take it to the grave hating this woman. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. And I might even show up at prison with my new girlfriend hmm. and taunt her. <laughs> Eh, you know, uh, be like, "Hey, I'm gonna make out here with my new hot younger girlfriend." You crazy bitch. Lavelle was adamant that he had never cheated on Javier. No one will ever come forward because there was never anyone else but her. Well, have you seen a picture of that neckbeard mouth breather? I don't think any girl is meeting up with him on Tinder. Right. Yeah. Well, you said that actually. You said, uh, "Well, first he said explaining the red hair Javier found in the tub." He said he has reddish hairs on his chin. And that some of his dog's hairs are also red in color. Yeah. It's, mm. <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt any girl's meeting up with him. As for Tinder, Lavelle said he hasn't had the app on his phone since he and Javier became a couple. He also said he had never had much success using the app. I'm not a model or a 6'3". Tall dudes slay Tinder. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I got to say, he has a point there. Mm. He has a point there. Being a, a, being a guy my size... Yeah. You know, I'm like, what, 5'8"? Yeah. You don't do very well on Tinder. Right. And it, that, it, it is funny. It's like you see a lot of dudes just put like for the for the bio or the profile, they just put six foot four. And mm. that's it. Nothing about like, I like Nick Cave and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> films. It's just six four. And yeah. that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You know, yeah. I got to fucking write this like four line bio of saying mm. all this funny stuff and trying yeah. to be, you know, overcompensating because I'm a short Jew. But it's like, yeah, if I put five eight, I don't think a girl would ever swipe right on me. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do that. You could just put six four. Yeah, it's six yeah, three. Six three. Yeah, yeah. Tall guys yeah. do slay on Tinder, though. It is true. I never had that much luck with Tinder. I had a lot of luck with OK Cupid in New York. I, you know, I never did uh, all that well on. Oh, occasionally mm. I met a couple girls on Tinder. Bumble, I did all right on. Mm. Did you ever do? A, did you ever do that one? I never did Bumble. Yeah, Bumble, I did all right on. Really, I, 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 I thought that like with Bumble, it's like you had to have money or something. That's what somebody told me. You know what? I think what it was mm. is uh, with Bumble, there's mm. like a lot of just douchebag dudes posing with like you know uh, drug drugged out tigers. <laughs> you know, right. they, there was that yeah. thing. Of, like, a lot of douchebag guys and guys like that. But then there weren't that many like alt dudes so you know girls that were looking for a guy that was kind of like 
alternative looking. Mm. I think I did well in that, oh, in that respect. I don't know about now, but this is when you know I haven't been on it for a few years. Yeah. So well, you know, yeah, because this 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 broad seems like she was like out for blood. Whereas when I got attacked, <clears throat> I knew that she, I knew she wasn't going to kill me. She, she was just trying to maim you. I knew she was just going to fuck. I knew she was going to fuck me up real bad. But I knew in my heart she wasn't going to kill me. So I wasn't concerned with dying. <laughs> wow. Whereas I've had situations in the past where like a woman pulls a knife on me and I'm like, oh, she's going to kill me. Um, and, I don't know, man. And actually was like, so this is how it ends. Whereas in this situation, I was like, she's not going to kill me. I think so. you need to choose your uh, your partners wisely uh-huh. here. Because I, I think with me, it's like if I if I knew a girl had stabbed her previous boyfriend, I wouldn't be dating her. Maybe a one night stand, but definitely not dating her. Seriously. <laughs> People send your story to Cigarette Podcast at hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. You can call the Cigarette Hotline at 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a word uh, from adamandeve.com. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code. Diddle. I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Lugaric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code Diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. People can call Sticker on Hotline at 323-522-4032. The first call we have here is uh, a condolence, some condolences from Dirty Sid. Very, very nice. Very appreciated. Yes, guys. <laughs> Dirty Sid again. Um, first of all, I'll uh, tell you where I'm from. I'm from a place called Newport, which is in South Wales, down the road from Cardiff. Much better place than Cardiff, mind. Um, I've got what you would say a very strong Newport accent. And uh, D, so, so sorry to hear about your cat, mate. I've got a cat myself, and if something happened to her, I'd be devastated too. But, uh, you know, stay strong, son. Harrison, yourself, stay strong as well. And uh, you fucking know that, guys. Same, boy. Uh, well, thank you there, Dirty Sid. Very I appreciate nice. that. Mm. It's a nice guy, that guy. So he is. It's a Wales accent or a mm. Welsh accent. Right. All right. Mm. That makes that makes sense. There you go. I was wondering about that. Mm. Uh, second call we have here is another condolences call from uh, this time the Batman villain. Who mm-hmm. you know? I was thinking about the Batman villain. I think the Batman villain's real name is Brandon. I disagree with you. You don't think he? You don't think he sounds he like a Brandon? Sound like a Brandon. You know what he sounds like to me? What? A Todd. A Todd. He sounds like a Todd. I don't know. I think he mm. sounds more like a Brandon. Like, I could see his mm. parents. Like, Brandon's probably, I don't know, what do you think? He's probably 16? No, I think he's in his 20s. You think he's in his 20s? Yeah, I do. I, I, I personally think Brandon still lives at home. Or maybe his parents bought him a, bought I think him his like parents a, bought a townhouse him. Yeah, yeah, or something. I think that's what happened. Which which probably did happen. Like 16. Brandon, Brandon needs mm. to meet a girl. Mm. He needs to move out, and he needs to start becoming a man. Mm. So so buy him a town home, William. Yeah. 
I buy him just, a car wash. <laughs> buy buy Brandon a car wash. Mm. So anyway, Brandon, the uh, the Batman villain, um, calls in here with with some condolences. Todd, the Batman. Villain. <laughs> it's Batman villain. I'm the guy who made for your cat originally, and it's sad. It's dead, but that's what happens when you uh, buy a ball sack that's bigger than yours. You literally had a ball sack running around your house. You know, I never understood that. What? Does your ball sack look anything like that cat? A cat kind of looks like a... I wouldn't say a ball sack looks like the cat, but the cat looks a little bit like a ball sack. You think sack. so? Yeah. Like, how so? Like, it's because it's slightly the wrinkles or that's yeah. hairless? Yeah. I mean, do you have a finely shorn scrotum? No. Yeah, neither do I. That's why I'm like, maybe mm. Brandon mm. has a finely shorn scrotum. He might, yeah. He might. I mean, I, I, I could see Brandon having like a three-hour like genital shaving ritual. Well, the cat does. looks like a naked old man, and a naked old man looks like a giant walking ball sack, you know? I, mean, I so, guess you could say that, but you could also say it looks like a shaved vagina. I mean, I it's really a finely it shorn like vagina. That. A really wrinkled vagina. I guess wrinkled. Yeah, yeah maybe an old lady's vagina. Vanessa Redgrave's vagina. Yeah, what about Meryl Streep's vagina? Dot com. I could see that. Okay. I mean, but what I'm saying is like, you know, my ball sack does not have claws. It does not have ears. Mm. I guess it is slightly uh, wrinkly, kind of gray, mm. maybe. But, but I, you know, I agree Mine with you. Mine has claws, but I, I, I added those. <laughs> I agree with you, Brandon. Um, I think mm. it's good to shave your balls every now and then. I mean, I mm. shave it because I get to have sex with my girlfriend, and she likes a shaved nutsack. But you get to, you know, have sex with your hand, and I'm sure your hand finds it a lot easier and smoother. I'm sorry. You shave your ball sack? Yeah, why not? Because it's itchy. Yeah, you never do it. Just no. It's, it's all in the art of uh, you no. know, just kind of shaving. I, I will trim with an electric um, clipper sometimes. I will trim the hair. Ah, no. you gotta but If you want to get it finely shorn. I don't want it finely shorn. How come you don't want a finely shorn scrotum? Girls love that. No, they don't. They don't so smooth. Shit. You're fucking full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shave my ball sack. Could you imagine putting a razor on your nuts? I'll trim. I'll mm. trim a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but even yeah. then, it's very careful. Jesus but I bet Christ. you Brandon has a three-hour shaving ritual mm. of his nutsack. And you're wondering why it died? Well, cats are supposed to have fur. You know, he might and, have a um, point about that. Mm. Yeah. You're a bad guy, and I'm a better <laughs> troll than you are. He's a better what? I think, did he say better troll? I think he said, yeah. Are we in, like, a competition? Yeah, I think you're in, yeah. What's a America's troll? Next, like, top troll. <laughs> next top troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, okay. Mm. I, I concede you're mm. a better troll. But anyway, get a new cat. Just get one with fur. Don't be a hipster doofus. Because that's what you're doing with a stupid ass cat. They're not healthy, they're not good. And they'll probably eat you when you die. Well, all cats will do that. Except mine, because she has no teeth. Oh, yeah, your cat has yeah. no teeth, so she's just probably going to die with you. She's disappointment, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? But the like thing the is with, pharaohs of old. The thing is with sphinxes, yeah. um, some of them can live like uh, our friend Lenora's. Her boyfriend mm. has a sphinx that's like, what, 18? Mm. Have you seen a picture of that thing? No. Oh, God, it looks mm. like, uh, what was mm. the uh, villain in uh, Thundercats? Mumra. Mumra. It yeah. looks like Mumra. It's mm. all shriveled. It's so scary looking. Mm. I mean, it's the thing nightmares are made of. Yeah. Well, but li- I, life smiles upon that guy. So but yeah, they say, you know, 
Sphinxes can live to be like around 15. That's like average. I think what happened with me is I just have shit luck. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, but he does have a point. I think just with purebred animals, you know, I think uh, it's the breeding that can cause like genetic mutations. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Batman villain is better than Dean Simon. And he has a house. And I'm not even Jewish. Okay. Ooh, okay. All mm-hmm. right. Brandon, the homeowner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Brandon, the homeowner, and I'm better than D. Simon. <laughs> I think Brandon, the homeowner, should need to. Uh, he should start his own podcast. I'm here to speak to you about homeowners insurance. <laughs> I'm Brandon, mm-hmm. and I own a home. <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking about that the other day. Mm. I don't know if I ever want to own a home. Mm. I don't really give a shit about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people do because I think it's. Maybe a sim- symbolic of adulthood or something, or you mm. have a family, you got to own a home. Mm. But it's like, you know, I was talking to some people at work, and they, you know, a lot of guys like our age are always talking about homes. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't even really give a shit about getting married mm. or having, I've never really got given a thought about it or, you know, have been concerned about having a home. No. Like, uh, what I kind of like is being able to just like after, you know, after a year, month to month, and decide, I want to get the fuck out of here. Okay. Go live somewhere else. Yeah, you know, and be able to do that. I think a home just complicates matters. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I mean even you if can I, always sell it. You know, I guess you could, but that's a yeah. pain in the ass. Mm. Fucking selling it's mm. way worse than selling a car. Mm. I don't know if you if someone gave you like eight hundred thousand dollars, would you buy a home? Yeah, you would. Do mm. you really want a home? I don't really want a home, but I would buy it. Just because it's a good investment. Just because I kind of want to, I kind of want to not live in a city anymore. I kind of want to live out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, so you're going to buy a... Well, you could probably do that now. Not that much. You go live, live in the middle of nowhere. If you went to Bakersfield, you could buy a home. I don't want to go to Bakersfield. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, go to like, I'll go to like Sun Valley or something or Mission Hills or somewhere around there. I just move somewhere out of, the, the, of yeah, the city. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to go to fucking nowhere. You know? I mean, I could probably afford a home mm. out like mm. in Mission Hills. Mm. It's just, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking live out there. Yeah. I like living in an apartment and I can leave. But then again, I have, you know, I have uh, dis- different aspirations than Brandon, the homeowner. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate your condolences. Uh, next call we have here is a story of sweet, sweet revenge. Hi, D.I. Lance. Uh, just a thought while well, I'm, uh, well... I'm waiting to finish it work. You know what's interesting about this call? Mm. This call came in like two weeks ago. Okay. So I don't know if she's just realizing that Lance hasn't hosted the show in like two years. Oh. Or if she just made a mistake. Because huh. she's been listening to an old episode. Weird. One or the other. But it's been a while Mandela since Lance was on the show. Mandela <laughs> effect. Yeah. In her reality, yeah, Lance, yeah. Is, Lance never mm. quit the show. Right. <laughs> so I'm clock watching. Um, I can't I can't function at work without listening to a podcast, otherwise the day is too boring. Anyway. <laughs> um, we try. We're all advancing in ages. Uh, you know, I've, I've just uh, turned 40. D, I know you're, uh, what are you now, 63. Um, <laughs> Other than that. It's, it, I don't know. You, I, I don't know whether it's because I've turned 40, but I'm becoming more intolerant in my old age. I just can't abide wankers. Um... I just don't, I just haven't got the time for people anymore. Um, 
You're like Harrison. And I was at a superstore. Yeah. Here's case in point. I was at a superstore not long ago. Uh, I pulled up and um, the superstore. I was running about. I've got my kid in the car, and she'd fallen asleep. And uh, when you've got a, when you've got a small child, precious moments when they're asleep. It's fucking peace and quiet. So I thought, well, you know, I've got a sandwich in a bag there. I'm going to put the radio on, eat my sandwich, and let her have half an hour uh, to have a sleep so she doesn't turn into a little tyrant. Um, So I thought, well, when she she wakes up, I'll go and do my shopping. Anyway, this woman pulls up in a fancy sports car. Old lady. You tend to see a lot of old old people with sports cars in England because, uh, you know, they have to go and uh, spend their kids' inheritance on it or whatnot. They call it skiing. Anyway... Um, and she goes and gets a trolley, and uh, she scrapes the trolley. She rests, well, she rests it against the car, and then as she pulls the trolley back, you hear a scraping on the car. And I thought, mm. motherfucker. Mm. So I wound the window down. I said, can you be careful with your trolley? Well, she just looks at me and uh, does the usual, sort of tries to ignore me, walks away with the trolley. And I sat there for a few minutes and uh, contemplated, and I thought, well, I could get out and... Uh, Give her a bit of a blasting, give her a bit of a bit of a shouting out. Him you know, slap the whole old bitch. Mm. What's wrong with you? But I thought no. You know what? Because she's not going to listen. So I just got out, got my pulled my car keys out of the car, and I just put a nice big old scratch down the door. <laughs> mm. And I just thought, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I did. I did have a little scratch on my car, but I mean, my car's a bit of a crappy car, and you know, I can't afford to repair it. I can't afford to get rid of that scratch on my car. Um, if I haven't got my car, that's it. You know, I can't afford to replace it. So I thought, ah, oh, fuck you. So I put a big scratch down a car. And I got calmly got in, didn't feel bad about it for the rest of the day. Went and did my shopping, went home. I told my son, um, I have an older son who's a teenager, and he just pissed himself laughing and went, nice one. <laughs> um, but I don't know, was I, was I wrong? Was I right? Uh, I just can't, I can't tolerate bastards and twats and assholes anymore. Anyway, um, fucking hell, three minutes goes really fast when you're waffling. Anyway, um, speak to you soon, guys. Loving the podcast. Love you, Harrison. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. She's making Harrison. waffles? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Wow. Talk about, you ever see the movie Serial Mom? Yes. With uh, Kathleen Turner? Sure, yeah. I think this woman's the English version. Right. Yeah. yeah. God. Sweet revenge there. Mm-hmm. Fall, it's like falling down. Right. Just not going to take any more shit. Hmm. Have you ever done anything like that? Oh, yes. Just like a passive-aggressive revenge like that? I have done that. I've never scratched up a car. I, I feel like I've scratched a car. I can't remember. But I remember one time this dude pissed me off. And um, I was on methadone at the time, so I was a little out of my mind. But in my mind, he had slighted me, so I couldn't, I couldn't just let it slide. And um, so I went to his house at like 5 in the morning. And he had these giant sunflowers that he was so proud of in his garden that he loved. And I, and I, I got up super early to do this. I went over there at like 5 a.m. in disguise and everything. And I cut all the sun. They were like these like five foot tall sunflowers. They're huge. I cut them all down. And then I salted the earth in the garden so that nothing would ever grow. <laughs> wow. God. Scorched earth policy there. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. yeah, it's a little it was overkill. You know, wow. looking back, looking back, I, I regret that one. Don't I didn't wrong really Harrison. Do that. I didn't really need to do it. It was a little overkill, but it's <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> I've, I've done a few things. Yeah, I remember yeah. uh, 
I shoved a fish down someone's gas tank. Mm. You ever do that? No. It's a good thing to do because it's it'll fuck up. I mean, it'll just the car will smell and it'll rot and it never actually decomposes. Like a it's, dead fish. Yeah. Mm. Just a, well, I got a fish, like a whole fish from a mm. grocery store, just yeah. shoved it in this guy's gas tank. Mm. But I remember um, one of my favorite pieces. Of, I was thinking about this the other day. When the old Sick and Wrong Studio, that where me and Lance used to record when I lived in the Tenderloin. Mm. It was adjacent to this uh, resident hotel, and there's this crackhead. I fucking hated this guy. He lived there with his wife. He'd beat the shit out of his wife on a regular basis, and it was like they're up all night screaming at each other. And I think they're, I think they're on meth. And he and I got into it a few times. Like I, I was like ready to fucking beat the shit out of this guy. I fucking hated this dude, and uh, he would scream at me and blah blah. blah. Mm. Anyway. I don't remember what exactly transpired to make me do this, but I took a piece of tofu mm. and I left it on the fire escape for about a year. Okay. And have you ever seen, have you ever smelled rotting tofu? I have not. It is one of the most God awful odors I've ever smelled. Yeah. And so the day I moved out, I had all my shit out and like, it was like, I think eight in the morning and I was getting ready, just doing a last inspection of the apartment to make sure everything was out. And he was sleeping and he always had like, he had his window open and it was just in San Francisco, maybe just to get, you know, cold, cold air in there. And there's just a screen that was kind of broken. Mm. I took gloves and I picked up that fucking gross piece of tofu that just smelled so bad. Mm. I can even, I can smell it right now. Leaned over the fire escape and threw it as hard as I could right mm. through that fucking window. Mm. I could just hear as soon as I heard I heard it just smash right through the mm. screen. I just heard like, oh, mm. and I just left. <laughs> mm. yeah. Not sure what happened, but uh, yeah. yeah. If you want good revenge, what you should have done is uh, instead of scraping up, well, scraping up the car is pretty effective, is pretty actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe take down the license plate, find out where she lives, save a piece of tofu, and then shove it through her window, mm. her open window of the car. She'll thank you later for it. Mm-hmm. Um, last, last uh, call we have here is a guy who's digging on the Patreon page, apparently. All right. Good evening, Rotondos. If, like me, you're sad enough to have been listening to this utter fucking drivel for 10, fucking nearly 11 years now, God. I think it's time to give something back. Go to patreon.com and put your fucking money where your mouth is. For $10 a month, which is peanuts. What the fuck can you buy in America for $10 a month? Probably not even a fucking cock-sucking crack whore. I don't know. <laughs> no. Nope. Maybe I should ask Harrison. He'll know. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. But do it. It's worth every penny. And on the subject to Harrison, get rid of those fucking yellow shades. <laughs> He's wearing them right now. Yeah. You're not someone from U2. It looks shit. <laughs> Fucking ditch them. And with that, I bid you adieu. You know what? I got I got to disagree with you on that, pal. Because uh, <laughs> th- th- I did a lot of dumb shit last year. I didn't I didn't really accomplish much last year. Getting these glasses was the best thing I did. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think they look great, Bono. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> first of all, they look nothing like fucking Bono's glasses at all. Nothing like them. Nothing like that. <laughs> you work in mysterious ways, that's for sure. <laughs> they don't look anything like fucking Bono's glasses. 
Yep. You douche. <laughs> anyway, I, I, you know, I, I've gotten, you know, like women take notice. People ask me about them. You know, it, people, it's like a thing. It's Did great. you get them from, uh, where is that place where the streets have no name? Out uh, Like a block up the street? I'm going to fucking <laughs> take this table and I'm going to fucking just like hurl it over like the Hulk at you right now. I like those glasses. They kind of remind me of like a, like, what is it? Burt Reynolds character in Boogie Nights. Yeah. I've Didn't he have glasses kind of like that? Like you look, it reminds me of like a porn director, but like a really skeezy porn I'm director. I'm kind of going for somewhere like David Koresh meets Elton John. Yeah. That's really what I, I, I that. I'm yeah. Man, kind of Jim Jones. Yeah. 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 A Jim, Jim Jones, Jones kind of look. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. But thank you. Thank you for that. And, uh, what, what, he, what was he listening to in the background? At first I thought it sounded like Sonic Reducer by the Dead Boys. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just didn't sound like a rock and roll song. Kind of. It just reminded me of like a Sonic Reducer. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. But thank, thank you for that. We all, mm-hmm. I always do love a, uh, a, a Patreon promo. That's nice. We, we are, uh, you know, that's the thing with the, the Patreon page. It's like if you don't get enough sick and wrong, we are doing an extra story and two extra phone calls every week, not to mention all the other bonus shit that we post there. Oh, yeah. So go oh, get your, yeah. go get your uh, bonus sick oh, and wrong yeah. fix over at the Patreon page. Uh, we got a we got an email actually that was sent in. Uh, uh, actually, no, this guy posted the comment to the he he messaged us through the page, Patreon page. Mm. I just saw it today. Uh, he says, as a lurker in the sense I've never rang in, emailed or posted before. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, another long drive today, populated with a couple of episodes of Sick and Wrong. I'm not sure what it is about you guys, but I keep coming back. And I recently subscribed to Patreon just to show my appreciation. It's Woo! not a lot, but it's a token of how much you, I like you guys. Woo! And I've appreciated you over the last many years. You're the only podcast I always make a point of downloading. Mm-hmm. Thanks, John. John, thank you for that. We appreciate the support. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, if you want to mm-hmm. check out the Patreon page, just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Mm-hmm. And you can sign up for whatever tier. Um, I think it's $5 and up. We, you get to have access to the bonus content. Uh, we do one extra story every week. We do two extra phone calls. And then we've been posting outtakes and uh, all sorts of stuff. I know, uh, Harrison, you recently posted uh, digital copies of your book. Mm-hmm. I recently posted a digital copy of Play Something And Dancy. more to come. Yeah. And this week, actually, I'm going to uh, post year four of the archives. Mm. So that, that's coming out, too. Mm. So thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting the show on uh, Patreon. That's, that's actually how we're going to make it to the Edinburgh Fringe, Fringe Festival, oh, on the yeah. Patreon money. So we can do cool stuff like that and maybe do more live shows in the future. Uh, also, you can support the show by uh, buying Sick and Wrong merch at the Redbubble store. SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. Just click on the picture of the Pope and go straight to the Redbubble store. Uh, finally, here, uh, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is a special dedication. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Mm. World-renowned physicist Stephen Hawking died just this past Wednesday at the age of 76. Um, died peacefully at his home in Cambridge in the early hours of Wednesday morning. Uh, the British scientist was famed for his work with black holes and relativity and wrote several popular science books, including uh, A Brief History of Time. Um, we, you know, he's always been a recurring character here on the show. We have our Adam and Eve promo. You know, we've uh, referenced him many times. I know, you know, John Steele does a damn good uh, Stephen Hawking oh, impersonation. We, mm-hmm. we probably need to get him to do that. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing about it, just in terms of timing, so Harrison posted that video the YouTube video 
or to the YouTube page of when we were talking about the that conspiracy, that conservative conspiracy that Stephen Hawking's an, an actually a liberal elite puppet yeah. for the Democrats. And so Harrison posted that two days before he died. Yeah, because it was like, because normally I, I'd post it on Patreon and then like had it exclusive there for a month. And then I'm like, oh, I'll put it on the Red Dealer page just because it was like a month had passed. But the timing was just yeah. impeccable. And the comments are hilarious. Mm. So he posted this. And then these people, I, I mean, you must have used keywords or something like Stephen Hawking and people doing oh, yeah. a search for Stephen Hawking mm -hmm. videos and our video pops up. Here's a couple of the comments. Here's a sampling. Uh, this is uh, from Abel. He goes, timing and podcast is trash. <laughs> I like this guy, Michelodian here. Bad timing and retrospectively bad taste. Uh, Dr. Phil, he wrote, I like how impolitically correct your show is. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what he meant by that, but uh, and they go on and on about how much yeah. we're trash. So uh, yeah. thank you, Harrison, for that. There was some mm -hmm. good timing. Uh, I'm not surprised we we get no recognition mm -hmm. uh, in the podcast sphere. Uh, but anyway, we're going to end the show here with a song that was sent by Bobby Beck here to the Facebook page. He says, "You got to use this as the end song on the next episode." MC Hawking is is the uh, name of the artist. And the song's called All My Shootings Be Drive-Bys. Hmm. MC Hawking. Very talented individual. Sure. So we're going to the show there with that. Uh, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. People will be back next week with episode 627. Till then, take it, Susie. Ah, yeah. That's right, motherfuckers. I'm back, driving a funky track. I got a story to tell you all, so listen up. Yo, trip on this. I'm rolling through the hood on a Saturday night. Got a 40 in my left hand, dick in my right, some crong in my lap, a pager in my hand, and a 9mm in the small of my back. I'm just chilling, no place to be. I take another pull off my 40Z. I'm thinking about skinning a fat ass 3, a B to the L, to the UMT. Then I get a call on my dope cell phone. Check the caller ID. What up, folks? Yo, it's the doom and his news ain't good. Little Pookie got cat last night on the hood. I feel like the world is fading away. I saw little Pookie just the other day. Pookie was my boyly shit Kool-Aid in the park. Now some punks took his life in the dark. I asked Doomsday who the motherfuckers be. Some punk ass idiot from MIT. The fucking institute, man, I should've known. I say meet me at my crib and hang up the phone. Playtime's over, I got the job to do. And the world will be less crowded by the time I grew. And I'll keep rolling while bullets fly. Cause all my shootings be drive-bys. <laughs> As a cadaver, hard as concrete, doomsday's acting, the baby mac, got my AK-47 and the 9 in my back, the alpine's blowing, PE's blowing, got my swerve on tight, and my game face showing, them damn punks are gonna pay, the hawks on the case, the bird of prey. Then up ahead, cold chilling in the street, six motherfuckers from MIT, I flick off the safety, check my grip, and load. 
a dumb dumb clip. I glance at the dude to make sure he's hacked. His fingers on the trigger of his baby mech. Time to give a Newtonian demonstration of a bullet, its mass and its acceleration. Lying on my lap, AA in my hand. I roll up slow, like a snake in the sand. I wait till I'm sure they can see my face. Then I bust out slugs to the beat of the bass. The streets catch out in the full moonlight. MIT punks dying left and right. There's nowhere to run. Don't even try. Cause all my shootings be drive-bys. Then silence hits the street like a bomb, an eerie calm like the eye of a storm. Beneath the glow of an old street light, dead MIT punks be the only sight. Six motherfuckers no longer alive, Pookie's in a bench one for one plus five, and will be long gone before the cops arrive, cause all my shootings be drive-bys. Ah yeah, I'm busting more shit than an incontinent man at a chili cook-off. The moral of the story is, don't fuck with the Hawkman, cause the Hawkman ain't out with an eye for an eye bullshit. Fuck man, you take an eye and I'll take your motherfucking head. Hello you sick bastards, when I'm not eating a big old bag of dicks, I like to listen to Sick and Raw.